Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Austin. I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy yeah. between being a council member of Lawrenceville and then your business, your long hours of work, as we were just talking about. But yeah. could you please explain what um, your business a little bit, who you're helping, and then we'll dive right into it. Yeah. So with Thompson Management Consulting, uh, I started Thompson Management Consulting in uh, around 2012. And, um, you know, but I was I was literally helping folks with business planning long before I formed my LLC. Uh, I, you know, I had friends and, and friends who recommended me to their friends to help them, especially with the financial part, you yeah. know, the financials and um, trying to get those numbers worked out and, you know, how to actually put the plan together. And then, you know, it, it, it hit me, you know, maybe this is my calling, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, even though I was working full time, um, I, I decided to at least work my consulting business on the side. And um, but I never promoted it as a side business. I always promoted it as, hey, I am a consultant. This is what I do. This is the work I do. These are the these are the, the, the businesses I work with. And um, I always promoted it that way, you know, but, you know, Thompson Management Consulting, we started out primarily as a business planning um, consulting business. But then I evolved into, um, you know, a more well-rounded consulting, you know, small business consulting, Mm -hmm. you know, company where it was like marketing, operations, feasibility analysis, doing financial analysis and budgeting. You know, not just doing the research and putting the plan together, you know, and then, you know, it 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 it, it just evolved and took off from there, you know, but I, I've enjoyed consulting. I, I love working with people. Um, I've been asked why consulting, because I'm naturally a people person. I, I love listening to the stories individuals have about their passion, their vision why um, they want to start a business, why they would want to, what, what is it about them that they feel that, hey, they, I can take this, this love and passion that I have and convert that into a business, you know, and, and establish a bricks and mortar or, you know, um, work from a small office, home office or whatever, they, whatever it is that they do. Yeah. You know? But I, my passion is for people. Um, I'm a community, I'm a community person by nature. So, I've been involved in different community groups and, and working in different nonprofit organizations, you know, so it comes across naturally, right, when I'm when I'm working with a client. And, you know, even with my my background as an adjunct professor, I, I come across more as someone who is instructing, right, yeah. rather than just putting the plan together. So it's a whole bunch of different qualities, right, that's 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 just wrapped up in one. And, and I'm, you know, I just, I just love doing it. And I think you 
becoming friends with their person, really understanding that personal touch, like hearing that story, <clears throat> excuse me, is what really will make the difference. I, I mean, I speak with other business owners and then they always say, when I hit a million, when I hit this number, everything's gonna be okay. When I hit profitability, same thing in personal life. It's like, if I lose X amount of pounds, my life's gonna be that much better if I have that relationship. But mm. then it's always, you get there and the void that isn't filled. Mm. So like listening to those stories is gonna help you one, help them grow their business, but two, help them realize like it's that journey and that story that is gonna be fulfilling them and giving them pleasure and doing the work that they're doing, not just like yeah. the, the financial or monetary gains or whatever it may be afterwards. Like, right. That's how you can really start planting those seeds. Right. Right? Yeah. And setting, setting milestones, mm -hmm. setting milestones help you stay on track. But I, I, I think that success doesn't hit you when you hit that million dollar mark or when you go from, I don't know, from 250 pounds to 200. If you hit that two, you, you don't feel, you don't feel the, the joy of working out or you don't see um the the results you don't wait until you hit 200 pounds you know those milestones the journey on your way to hitting that milestone is is exciting enough you know i myself came down from almost 280 to where i am now at 225 you know i haven't hit that million dollar mark yet and and but i'm enjoying the ride you know um i'm enjoying the ride and I work with businesses, you know, um, especially my one of my current clients. They're on they're on 30 million now, you know, and they they have been in business for 25 years. A small shipping company in Lithonia, and they're looking now at the next five years. Yeah, right. How they wish to grow from where they are now to the next five years, and putting those strategies in place, putting those steps in place in order to get there, right? Um, refining, you know, um, the things they do in, in, in the shipping company, you know, the, the mm -hmm. optimization that's needed, the, the, um, the business processes that need to be overhauled and, and yeah. reviewed and refined and optimized. And it's a, it's a whole lot of things, but you, but you enjoy the experience and the ride on your way to achieving the, the result. And, yeah. that's, and that's what keeps you. One of the things that I, when I was speaking with someone the other day, they mentioned, I, they always set non-monetary goals. It's uh -huh. always, for example, high corporate JC, he has this goal that he wants to hire. One of his goals is to hire a thousand people mm -hmm. to give them that, uh, that employment, but then not just hire a thousand people, but then help them put their kids in the school, help right. pay for like these other things. But if you can do that, you're helping a thousand people. Right. Along with that, if you're giving them that service, that's going to translate into good business as well, because the people are going to be invested into the company. Right. They're invested. They feel valued. And, and, I, and, and what I have recognized in, in, um, with, with many companies, there's, there's no value in the employee, right? Um, there's no value in the, the effort, in the expertise that they bring. Mm. Um, th there's no value. There's no return. It's all about what I'm hiring you to help us make money, to help us 
have good bottom line performance, and that's all we care about. <laughs> we don't care about you, your children's education. We don't care about X, Y, Z. And and I think that's where you know a lot of like you know when we talk about the Great Resignation, right? We talk about the Great Resignation. It's it's a it's a it's a great resignation for a reason, because folks are just pretty much you know fed up with being mistreated in the workplace. They feel as if they're bringing a whole lot of value there, and there's a lot of expectations from the employer, but then there's no reciprocity, right? Mm -hmm. the, the employer doesn't really give back to the employee. So, you know, so people are resigning and especially in this digital age and COVID, what COVID made a lot of us realize is that, hey, we can work from home. We could use digital platforms to conduct business. We can, we can you know, improve our digital presence. You know, so a lot of people have resorted to just, yeah. you know, quitting their jobs and starting their own businesses. But that's great. You know, with 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 height, you know, hiring a thousand people and not just hiring a thousand people, but making sure that you're giving back to those families, you know, making sure you're investing in those employees. You mm -hmm. know, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of companies miss the mark or or, or a lot of the managers they hire missed the mark because yeah uh, what, what you know a lot of these a lot of these managers are not servant leaders they're not transformational leaders they're just there to make sure that the company stays profitable and that's all they're concerned about you know mm -hmm. but when you invest in people when you invest in people's welfare they really put that back into the company they really put that back into the organization and they feel valued they feel like they're valued and not yeah. just you know a, a disposable asset you know yeah. <laughs> That's 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 going to be tossed out. <laughs> yeah. And then also going back when you're talking about that shipping client that you work with, mm -hmm. if you're setting that goal three to five years, mm -hmm. nowadays everything changed. Like that probably five ten years ago, mm -hmm. you probably came up with ten year plans. Mm -hmm. Now people are coming up with three to five. Yes. Yeah. Look what happened just three years ago. We had you yeah. know not even three two years ago. Yeah. So like if you have something that's like shipping where you're coming up with that two to five year plan how do you know when to change course or how do you if you're halfway down that line and all of a sudden COVID happens or some yeah. ships blocking the the canal again or you know some something yeah. that we just don't know where new technology comes along that could change yeah. your entire th two to three year plan yeah how do you keep it nimble but at the same time keep that yeah that goal moving yeah. In 2019, December, basically companies start preparing for the following year, at least by beginning of Q1, beginning of Q, beginning of Q4, yep. right? The beginning, the end of September, beginning of October, right? They were all planning for 2020. They're all planning, we're going to increase revenues by such and such. We're going <laughs> to increase sales by such and such. We're going to invest more in marketing, you know, whatever the plans they had. 2020 came, all that was under the bridge, right? Mm -hmm. All that was under the bridge. COVID came, businesses had to shut down. I remember, I remember watching CNBC uh, one morning and the, uh, I think it was the chairman or the president of the movie theater industry, right? Whoever, mm -hmm. whatever organization. And he said the movie theater um, industry went from like a, a $8,500 billion industry to zero, like overnight, because theaters had to shut down, right? Social distancing, 
um, was the was the was the order of the day. Um, you know, uh, individuals had to stay home and not come into areas where you have a large, uh, you know, gathering of people. So yeah. that was the reality. You know, companies had to shut down. Uh, small coffee shops, restaurants um, had to stop in-house dining and just do takeout or 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 drive-through only. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so the, the the business planning for 2020, even even businesses that started, at, uh, there were businesses that started at the end of 2019, or opened at the beginning of 2020, and didn't didn't plan for you know, a pandemic, right? So you you are right, you know, back in the day, yeah, you could do 10 year plans, but then you're now doing three to five year plans and look what happened with COVID. Companies had to, you know, repurpose their, their whole business model. Mm -hmm. There were there were companies that, you know, shut down um, yeah. and who were who were manufacturing different types of products. They had to yeah. end up doing masks. Well, I mean, you have COVID, but you also have like technology, like Facebook is changing, is always changing yeah. their algorithms. Who would have yeah. thought TikTok would have blown up by now? And who yeah. knows what businesses <laughs> can come up with that? Yeah. So even like technology wise, it's always changing. You could have credit repair used to be really big on for Google ads. Mm -hmm. And now we can't, you can't show for it at all. And then after the Trump presidency, they're changing all of their restrictions on what you can and cannot target ads for so it's like yeah. if you had a business that was very you honed in on specific demographics mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad no matter like yeah. obviously you have people on both sides people that take advantage and people that were actually running decent like not taking advantage of people using those demographics but agree um now you can't do that as easily as you once were able to yeah so like, even those can change one day boom all of a sudden exactly you lose your whole marketing yeah, exactly. Because high, because if, if these, these digital platforms were created for you to, to gain some sort of yeah. presence in, 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 uh, on social media, uh, Facebook ads, um, TikTok, you know, YouTube, the algorithms have changed, you know, because now you have to you, you have to, you know, craft your content, your, your content in a way in which you don't get flagged, yeah. you know. So and, and it limits it limits the the flexibility one has to promote themselves, you know, on social media. But but there are but there are other crafty ways yeah. of doing it. You know, there are other crafty yeah. ways of doing oh, it. Oh yeah, though no, there's always a workaround. But I mean, yeah. So with all of these things that can change, whether it's COVID, technology, maybe some other political law that comes in the play. Who knows? Whatever it is, there's all of these things that have happened overnight now. Right. How do you right. keep that three to five year plan? nimble but also in place and then how do you know when to actually switch mm -hmm. switch the game plan yeah well well like i like when i'm in, when i'm either advising or i'm invited to speak somewhere mm -hmm. i always say your, your plan should not be static you should not develop a plan and just not revisit it your plan should be revisited week to week you should be yeah. evaluating your plan week to week to week um, set set monthly goals, set quarterly goals. You know, when you're doing a plan, it's all pro forma, right? Mm -hmm. It's all projections. But as you're actually carrying out the activity, like when you when you create a marketing plan, 
you're putting in projections. You know, it's a pro forma process, right? But as you now start to execute marketing, you're looking at sales. You're looking at because marketing has to precede sales, right? So the marketing, the market has to know, hey, I have a new product. I have a new service, right? I am a new key player in this industry. And once you gain that presence in the marketplace, then you start to track the sales from that marketing activity, right? So you, you, so tracking week to week, month to month um, will help a business determine how it needs to adjust, mm-hmm. how it needs to shift. And, and you know, do I, do I emphasize more in this particular area? Do I see, um, like if you're a retail outlet, you know, what products are selling more? You know, what products are selling less? Do I need to, what, you know, I need to adjust my inventory order, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the supply chain process, you know, instead of taking five days for delivery, now delivery takes seven or eight days, you know, that's killing my profits, right? Because yeah. I, I don't have those items in my inventory. So you always have to keep, you know, yeah. I, I, I you have advise, to be measuring. You pardon? You have to be measuring. You have to, you have to be measuring. Yeah. You have to quantify every step. You have to quantify everything just to, just to make sure that hey, you know, th- this is this is working. <laughs> this is really yeah. when we talk about bottom line performance. You know, we're looking at net profits. We, we're basically trying to determine hey, you know, this is really impacting my bottom line positively, right? And that's and that's and that's um, that's the way in which businesses will stay uh, open and stay successful. But you know, and but but you gotta have the plan first, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of businesses open up. They don't they don't have a plan. They don't plan for anything. It's just like I'm just gonna open up. I'm just gonna start a business. I'm you know build it and they shall come, right? You know, so <laughs> that's that, that's the mentality of a lot of small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Or they just build open up a website, shall... start a business, open a website, and they just think they're gonna have a line around yeah. the corner or a thousand people visiting their website at once. Exactly, exactly. You know, but you, you gotta you gotta utilize all your channels. I mean, traditional and non-traditional marketing um, strategies in order to, you know, in order to really see that 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 traffic coming either through your doors or to your site. You know, um, how, what whatever your business model is, whatever your structure is. You know, is there a minimum you think? Because when you're building the business plan, I'm sure it includes the market study, feasibility. Mm-hmm. SWOT analysis, community, democr- all of the different segments of it. Mm-hmm. But if someone's starting up, let's say like a home service company, something that's been done and they, there's some sort of a game plan, is there like a minimum that you think someone, the type of research, like if someone can't afford someone to help them put together a bit like a full business plan and walk mm-hmm. along with them and mm-hmm. help them, what do you think are like the one, the top one or two things that they need to? Put into action, maybe not put into action, but really plan out and dig into and do their research. Yeah, what they can do, what that individual can do is find similar business models, right? Like if you're if you if you want to open open up a home care business, you don't have the money to invest in getting someone to you know to help you and assist you with developing the business plan or the, doing the marketing research or the, because the business planning um, activity is, it's, it, it's a lot, right? It can be daunting, you know, oh, yeah. to the average person. It can be daunting because there is work, there is effort that goes into it. Research, crunching numbers, putting it together, making it make sense because eventually 
you want to go forward and secure funding, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the bare minimum, what an what entrepreneur can do is find a business model that's similar to the model you're trying to create for yourself. In, in a home care business, depending upon, you know, the patients, um, your clients, whatever, whatever you, however you're going to set up your business model, find a similar model. Study that model. See what services they're providing, right? Yeah. Um, how what, what's their approach, right? There there's certain industry software that you need to purchase, you know. And this is where we look at. We, 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 you mentioned SWOT analysis. Study their strengths. What makes yeah. them strong? What makes them weak? What 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 they what do they not have that you might consider, right? Um, implementing in your company. What opportunities are there? right that you can capture or, or or capitalize on and leverage in order to to create them as strengths right yeah. and you know threats internal and external because for opportunities and threats it's it's all uh external to to the business right determine you know this is where the industry i did a i did a, a video on um the economic and industry analysis uh that's needed by business owners in order to understand how strong or how weak your industry is and what is the economic activity for the next you know week to the, from from a week to a month out yeah. right and this is where this is where studying you know the economy and industry performance will help to determine how strong your own business will be you know so these are some of the things that business owners can do i mean they can literally do they can really take and do the due diligence to do their homework and do their research on themselves. But I understand, you know, their job is to build a business, run the business, and they would like to hand off or subcontract all that out for somebody else to do. But yeah. if they're if they if they're encouraged enough, they can do a lot of that work up front. And then what do you think is sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. That, and that that will work for them. Yeah. And then for the people that do work with you or work with any sort of person that's going to build a business plan or become mm -hmm. their strategist. What do you yeah. think is like the biggest myth or realization that they have when they're working with someone like that, where it's like, Oh, I didn't realize he did this. Or maybe you have people when you're in the process of onboarding them or trying to work with them there, there, maybe there's these repeating questions that sort of seem like myths, like, the business plan is going to do this. Oh, the business coach or the strategist is X, Y, Z. Do you come across that a lot or what? Do you, yeah. What do you... Oh yeah. Oh my God. I didn't think it was going to take this long for the business plan to be done. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't realize all this information was needed. Yeah. I get a lot of that. The myth is you can produce a business plan in like three days to a week or that. no, it, 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 it takes about a full anywhere from like 16 to 20 weeks. Right because of the research that's needed right um the other thing is oh oh you 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 want you want more information for the pnl you want more information for the cash flow statement oh i didn't okay all right so i have to go and get that you find that you find in in working with certain clients you find that they really don't understand their product they really don't understand their service they really don't understand the price mm. points that that has to be set you know um they really when, when like for instance you know i'm doing um i'm doing a, a, a um cost of goods sold uh table now for one of my clients 
um, for a salon. Yeah. And I and I know that hey, you know, you got to understand the products you're selling. Um, you, part of it is the service you're providing. The other part is the products you're selling, and really understanding the price points and where you're sourcing those um, those products from and the cost that's associated with securing those items that you're going to sell in 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 your in your salon. So there's there's a there's there's a whole lot that goes just to understand your cost of goods sold, just to determine, you know, what your gross profit margin would be, you know. So I, I get a lot of that from 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 clients I'm working with, or even if I'm not working on the business plan, if they develop their own business plan and they submit it to me to review, and I'm looking through, I'm like I'm I'm literally like a college professor. I've got my red pen and I'm like, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. We can work with that. Yeah, I'll accept that. No, no, no. Yeah. And I'm going through the whole <laughs> So it's, it's an educational process because business, when, when, when you submit it, when you're looking to get funding, if you're using a business plan as a guide, you know, as a roadmap is one thing, but 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 fund, funding sources, lenders, are, they will scrutinize your plan. You will literally have to go back and revise some areas and then go back, you know, yeah. and submit it a second time or even a third time. Right. And 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 that's that's all part of the process. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're 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 not accepting, you know, your plan It's just that, hey, we want to lend you. You know, we want to fund you, but we just need more information here. We just need for you to show more here and there, yeah. you know. So yeah, so th th there's there's lots of myths <laughs> when developing a business plan. But again, it's it's an educational process. I never scrutinize my clients. I, I never, you know, I, I I I my whole thing is to make you learn um, what the process takes, what the process involves. You know, um, I have I have different alternative lenders that 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 you know I work with. Some mm -hmm. are introduced to me. And I know each one is each one is different because they represent a different company. And I, I usually ask them questions so I can, you know, transfer that information yeah. on to my client, you know. But for me, sometimes as an educator, even though I've been doing this for for <laughs> over 10, 12 years, even for me, every day is like it's like a different learning process. And I like that because that's how you grow, right? That's how you grow. You grow here, you know, because you want to make yourself better and 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 deliver a better product, right? But that's and you have to be open to learning. You have to be open to ex to accepting new ways in doing things. So yeah, um, yeah. There's 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 several myths that you really have to bust. <laughs> and what's the part of the business plan when you're going through it? What's always the biggest surprise for people? I was talking to someone out in Gwinnett County, and they said there for him, the biggest part was when he had like that huge price tag next to the marketing. Uh huh. That was always like the biggest surprise for him. Do you see that as well, or? Yeah, yeah. Because as a new business, you're you're putting you know you're you're putting at least twenty to thirty percent of what you project, you know, into your marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, marketing costs are always high as a new business entering a market, and you you have to invest a lot into the marketing plan. You know because the, the the whole the whole objective is to let the market know you exist. So if you're an existing business, if you've been in business 10, 12 years and and the market knows you well and you you have great you have great market share and 
um, your competitive advantage is ahead of the game, you don't invest as much as you would if you were just entering into that market. And you have to actually, you know, understand the barriers to entry into that market as well. But yeah, the, the, the sticker shock is, is real when it comes to marketing spend. Oh, I don't, I don't really want to spend that much on my website. I don't really want to spend that much on digital marketing. Um, do I really need to invest in, in this material in the very beginning? Well, you want to, you want to gain market exposure. You want to, you want to get yourself out there as much. I met you at a networking event. There's a cost to that, right? There's a cost to attending networking events. We do networking events. Some events you pay for, some events you don't have to pay for. Some events are $20, $25. Some other events are more expensive than that. So oh, that's yeah. the part. You see, you got a budget, you know, if you're looking to exhibit, right? And I and I and I tell clients, like I'm setting up my my current client um to exhibit at hair shows, right? Mm -hmm. Hair and beauty shows, right? So one part of that is researching the different shows that are coming up in 2023 and 2024, if they start to advertise them early and determine what the costs are, right? And build that into the marketing budget. Because again, you gotta put yourself out there. You, you know, have have to having to 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 um understand the exposure that's needed but still be mindful of those costs because you still you still have to you, you still have to look at what's what's really important and what's realistic right um in the very beginning because you don't want to exhaust all your cash in the very beginning of your business and then next thing you know you have to go looking for cash either through an angel investor or have to go take out another loan or dig into, God forbid, dig into your retirement. Because <laughs> a, yeah. a lot of business, and I, and I asked that question, where did you, what was the source of that funding? Well, you know, we have to go into the 401k, you know, <laughs> and, that kind of, and that's real, you know, because yeah. you know, that's real because that's immediate cash that you have access to rather than going through the process of, of applying for a loan. But um, yeah, so the sticker shock with the marketing, um, that's, that sometimes surprises people that, that I really have to spend that much money on marketing in, in the very beginning. Yeah. I wish more, <laughs> I fight that all the time. So you, <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I mean, yeah, with, with the business you're in, I'm sure there's an, there's an education that you have to, you know, have with folks about, you know, marketing. And if, if you want to get here, you have to spend this much <laughs> to get here, you know? Yeah. And people, yeah. like you said, they don't want to spend the money on their website. No. But even if you're a brick and mortar store, I don't think people realize how, I think it's 67% is the number I saw. Mm -hmm. We'll go to Google, type in the name of the business, find them on Google My Business, on Google, whatever. Click on the website, just mm -hmm. scan around, just to make sure it's like, it looks legit. It looks right. credible. And then they'll go right. visit in person. But they right. usually almost always find Google it. They can't yeah. find it like, oh, this is weird. Like I had one guy, when you put in the name of his business in his town, uh -huh. he was on the second page. And I'm like, that's when you know you're really doing bad. Like I'm putting in the yeah. name of XYZ company. Yeah. And you're not even showing up for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, what do you yeah. think your customers are going to think? Being like, okay, this is, this has to be, I'm going to get mugged when I go yeah. to this store. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, we had that conversation before, 
you know, and um, I've seen you have discussions about it, you know, going past the first page on Google, you know, yeah. and yeah, the, the, the investment that <laughs> the investment that one has to make and I'm, and I'm, I'm always considering my own costs like okay. What is it I want, where do I want to take Thompson Management Consulting, you know, mm -hmm. I, I want to be that premier consulting company. These are the things that I, because I have to set my own budget, right? And I have to, you know, look at realistically, you know, um, the, 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 the cash I have to invest in making myself look good, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a battle. And it's sometimes it's, you just have to, you know, do the research and understand what the return will be, you know, the, the ROI would be for investing in that initiative and investing in that effort. You know, yeah. and 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 not just putting the money out there, but you got to put the money out there and now go out and work to get the return. You know, because you put the money out there is not, you know, you don't have a genie in the bottle or a magic wand and, you know, you get you just automatically get the returns. You got to go out there and work. And again, like I said, I met you at a networking event. I do a lot of networking. I'm out there a lot. I'm doing a business plan uh, presentation um, October 22nd. I've got, um, I do a lot of online um, symposiums and seminars, mm -hmm. webinars, you know? Um, so I'm always out there. I'm always out there. My, my goal is to, and there's, there's such a thing as inexpensive marketing, right? <laughs> when you can, when you're asked and, 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 and people invite you to be a part of something, that's a great channel to, to exploit, oh, yeah. you know? But you always gotta be out there, stay out there and, and, um, and put in the work. You can't, you can't be lazy and expect, hey, I'll invest this money and then just wait for the returns because it just yeah. doesn't happen that way. At the yeah. end of the day, I try to tell people, it's like when you see the big pie, mm -hmm. like a portion of it is going to be digital marketing. Some of it's going to be print. Some of it's going to be referral. Some of it's this. There's a reason why Coca-Cola and Delta still use billboards. Mm -hmm. Why they sponsor, I think Pepsi isn't sponsoring the halftime show now. It's going to be Apple. But there's a reason why mm -hmm. Apple just bought that huge thing. Like that sort of stuff works, but it all depends on where you are in your journey. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, if it makes yeah. that so. Yeah, and I, the I average. Think, go ahead. You know, I was just gonna say the average small business um, budget cannot accommodate a billboard, but oh, no. at some point um, along your journey, you know, as you as you move from seed to 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 you know uh, launching to opening to growth. To expansion, to establishing along that life cycle, at some point you will get to the billboard, right? Because yeah. billboards are like what, like uh, 2,500, 4,000 a month, depending upon static versus like digital. That. Yeah. I mean, you look, yeah. At, look at Atlanta and you see Mark Spain everywhere for his real estate company. Mark and Spain is like, very well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense that there's some yeah. sort of return there. But if, like you mentioned, if you're just launching, Doing yeah. the billboard right out of the gate isn't going to help you at all. It's not going to. It's not going to help. The digital marketing, um, really putting together a digital marketing plan um, to leverage Facebook ads, TikTok, YouTube. Um, you you have special groups on LinkedIn that you want to promote to. Um, these things are really going to get you the exposure that mm -hmm. you deserve in the beginning. Later on. As your as your business starts to, to generate the revenue that that you're expecting, you can go with a billboard if, yeah. if that's you know if you think you want to add that to your marketing strategy, 
you know. And also just like tracking it too, because a lot of people see how active, like you and I are very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not talking about our businesses, but just about, you know, trying to build yeah. that brand where at, you're at the the Georgia Hispanics Chamber, 50 most influential people, and you're posting pictures with people at the event, yourself, yeah. all that stuff. Like that builds your brand. Oh, he's out there doing things. Yeah. So top of mind. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. People always ask me like, why do you post so much on, on your socials mm-hmm. and why isn't it business? And it's like, it's not a one for one. Yeah. No. No, and it, it doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be all business. I mean, you know, Andrew doesn't have to get on, on social media and say, hey, buy my service, <laughs> spend yeah. money with me. No, it's about seeing how diverse you are as an individual, your diverse interests. That's, that's important to building your brand. Like I would post videos um, discussing a business topic, yeah. right? And I post it on Facebook. I post it on LinkedIn. I have a few more coming up. I post videos with, I've done an interview with you. Mm-hmm. I post that on Facebook. I post that on LinkedIn. And we're having a business discussion just like we're having here. All of that is part of the brand. All of that is adding to diverse, um, the, you know, what makes you diverse as an individual, your diverse interests, your skill sets, your expertise, and, and, and you're building that brand image that people are going to connect with, you know, so folks have to be, you know, active, building their digital footprint, not being afraid to get out there on social media. I've literally had folks to say, oh, no, I don't like cameras. Oh, you better get used to cameras. <laughs> you better get used to cameras. You better get used to, you know, putting your image on social yeah. media. Oh, no, I don't do cameras. I don't like cameras. No. People want to see you. They want to see you doing different things. If you're a hairstylist, they want to see you talking about hair, talking about hair products. If you if you are a painter, they want to see you talking about painting and 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 the effects and the impact the yeah. arts have on people. If you are a restaurant owner, they want to see you preparing a meal or preparing, doing some sort of demonstration. You know, bring the cameras in the kitchen and show the show folks what yeah. you're doing. It, they want to see that, you know, so you got to start loving the camera. <laughs> There's a reason why if you, if you look at some of these influencers too, um, like one of the biggest YouTubers right now, his name is Mr. Beast. And he started off doing like ridiculous videos, mm-hmm. but now he just opened up a, a chocolate company. So he's like making mm-hmm. chocolate. And then he just opened up a burger shop that's opened up. I don't know in how many States. Right. But then he does in the videos is he makes the burger shops where it's not you go in and eat, but like you go through a drive-through kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And he ma- he uses them in, in the video. Mm-hmm. Or he made a video, it's like whoever goes out, like he'll make videos using his products. Mm-hmm. That way it's now it's like you're experiencing something that you see in the videos and then it's creating like that interaction with right. it. It's like, if you see Coca-Cola, Mm-hmm. having a good time or you know whatever their thing yeah. is yeah people go yeah. on for whatever reason they're drinking coca-cola at uh at a baseball game and it's like yeah. you should be drinking water but anyway. yeah yeah because coca-cola coca-cola is is when you think of cola when you think of coca-cola because that's the connection that the, the product is that they're marketing that product to make if you're drinking coca-cola you're having fun right yeah. you know it's connect. You're connecting that. That is like product placement. You're connecting that product with doing something fun, doing something exciting. You know, and this is why business owners have to. You know, who are who are introverts 
have to learn to be extroverts if they're going to be successful because in this digital age it works and it's effective right and it will de definitely make you successful so you know so the one business owner that told me that she doesn't like cameras and i'm like no i'm trying you know that was somebody i worked with about you know this is before covid and i was telling her i said no do videos you know get yourself out there um on instagram you know instagram is great if you're if you're trying to build your image trying to it's it's short it's you know it's not like youtube or you're, you're trying to do a whole video yeah, like yeah. TikTok, you know um i haven't I haven't, I haven't utilized TikTok as yet um i'm just starting to utilize instagram more and this is from an interview i had with someone else on branding and it really inspired me yeah i need to get busy with instagram <laughs> you know? i would try more TikTok. To be honest, because yeah. the thing about what people don't realize about Instagram is that Instagram's a so Instagram and Facebook are like social apps uh -huh. where not always, but majority of the time, it's really just push the people in your circle. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I have a thousand followers, for the most part, a fraction of my followers are going to see that. It's not like I'm going to go viral easily. Right. But the thing is, TikTok is an interest based app. So on mine, when I talk about digital marketing or growing a business, it's not just my people that are seeing that it's people that are interested in that topic or are, mm -hmm. or are small business owners. Right. So TikTok is more outward facing. It's pushing things to people that are not following you. Instagram yeah, is like the other way around. And at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. It's the same thing right. with YouTube's the same way where right. if you do the video, if you do the right type of video, it's going to yeah. push it to people that are probably going to want to watch it. Right. So that's I, why I would think for you talking about setting up a business planner, you know, tips on that would be much, mm -hmm. would be a much stronger thing for you. And I know you're not afraid of getting in front oh, no. of the camera. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you know, when I first, when, when, when TikTok first came out, right. And even, even to now, you know, are you dancing? You know, people are dancing, they're standing on their head. They're jumping off, I don't know, the bedroom bedroom dresser onto their bed, doing kooky, crazy stuff. So you never really took TikTok seriously. You know, I've had this conversation with quite a few people, you know, who are now considering TikTok. And I think, you know, those folks didn't do TikTok any justice because you looked at TikTok as a video platform to just do crazy stuff on, you know. But now people are learning that, hey, you know, TikTok can really help me in a serious way. You know, I can really use this as a tool to promote myself seriously. I don't have to stand on my head and do backflips and yeah, you know yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. So I'm 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 very active with with YouTube, and I'm looking to incorporate TikTok now um, into into my marketing plan. You know, as far as a video platform. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I have no problem getting in front of the camera. I prepare myself and I just let it roll. Yeah. <laughs> You, know. you have that ability though but yeah. um we're running a little bit out of time here so while you're talking okay. about your socials if someone wanted to reach out to you what's the best way that they could reach you well they can reach me on facebook at thompson uh, tm consulting llc um they can reach me on linkedin austin e thompson jr um i am yeah like i said i'm getting more uh active <laughs> on instagram so tm consulting llc and um you know my website is uh, tmconsultingllc.com 
And um, Thompson Management Consulting is the company, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. Like, I tell you, Andrew, I, I love it. I mean, even this conversation we're having, right? Yeah. I learned something today, right? I learned about TikTok, right? And you told me something more about TikTok I didn't know an hour ago, right? And this is why it's so important for engagement with people who, who, who are in the same line of work and who are doing the things that are making themselves successful, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because if, 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 if I engage you and I haven't learned anything, then, you know, it's okay. But at the same time, engaging you and learning something is valuable for me, you know? But yeah, those are my social media handles and my website. And, um, you know, I invite, you know, I, I doesn't have to be just, hey, get straight down to business. I, I always tell people, contact me for conversations, you know, contact me for conversations. I, you, you know, I do a lot of coffee, uh, coffee and candidate meetings in my political position. I do a lot of that too in my in my business um, position, you know, in my consulting position. Let's and have you've traveled all over the place. Yeah, yeah, one of the few people I remember I posted something on Facebook and I I was traveling and I made uh -huh. a list of like I like to go out and take photos when I'm networking or I saw that. I'm traveling. I saw and then that. I posted what do what do other people like to do when they're traveling? What is the first thing? And I remember clearly you said I always try to find one networking place yeah. event yeah. when I'm traveling. I'm like, who's trying? who's trying to network one day it's like leave it to austin to do that that just shows like how much of a social sociable yeah. person you are that you're trying to network with people in the in across the world in different locations i mean yeah. you've traveled all over so yeah and i have business contacts in the countries i've traveled because i've attended conferences and when i'm traveling i always try to find out what business conference is happening so i could go ahead and attend and just just build relationships i'm a relationship builder you know and not just locally, statewide, or in the U.S., but across the waters. And you, you got to have friends uh, from all different places, all different walks of life, different cultures, regardless language, culture, where they look, how they speak. It's all about that human connection. That's what's most important because you can learn from anybody. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I I'm I'm big on learning, you know. And if somebody's doing something differently or they're doing something a different way to you it's wonderful to understand why they're doing it and what's the result and what's the, what are they getting out of it? So you're like, ah, okay. I never thought of that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I have those experiences. Yeah. No, I love it. Well, it's thank you again, great. Austin, so much for your time today. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. <laughs>